This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the uh, Good Stuff Podcast. And I'm on here with uh, Luke Feeney, the mayor of Chillicothe. Um, and we're just going to talk about the good stuff that's happened in Chillicothe. Uh, I always start these things off with some questions uh, just to kind of break the ice. Uh, first question to you, Luke. Uh, what's your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot? <laughs> uh, well, thanks for having me on the, uh, on the good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. podcast. <laughs> Uh, getting right to the heart of it. Um, so I'd have to say for breakfast, uh, my favorite spot, um, would have to be Carl's. Yeah. Second street, solid breakfast stop, uh, something for everybody there. Pancakes, the size of a plate. Kids like it. Um, I would also say that during the week, I don't eat a lot of breakfast, uh, and coffee is usually my replacement. So paper. Yeah. Second there. Um, and then for lunch, I'm often grabbing stuff uh, on the go. So paper city, uh, <laughs> fills the lunch slot too. Uh, and Jimmy John's is pretty close for lunch. Yeah. And then I'd have to say for dinner, uh, probably the poor house lately. Uh, yeah. Stacy and I enjoy the poor house. Those are all ones I go to as well. Uh, especially <laughs> the, uh, Jimmy John's It's just too close. It's, it's too easy. It's yeah. too easy. It really is. Uh, Next question is, uh, early riser, night out, or both? Um, I can be an early riser if I have to be, um, but I am definitely more of a night owl. Kids don't go to sleep until late anyway, but I've always been more of a, more of a night owl. In college, I was on the, the crew team, and we had to get up early at the crack of dawn to practice. Um, you were actually so, on the crew? Like you actually rode? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, all four years. At Athens? Yeah, Stroud's run. We had a pretty good uh, team, actually. Um, huh. Yeah, men's and women's team. We traveled all over the East Coast, not all over the country, but um, Regattas in Philadelphia and wow. Tennessee. And surprisingly, Marietta has a really good crew team. Um, hmm. Marietta College, that is. Um, and so there were some good races over there, too. So I might see you in the Sayeda sometime soon. <laughs> Doesn't seem likely. Although the the Y did recently get, um, they call the rowing machines uh, ergs. They they just got two rowing machines at the Y, and uh, probably for the first time in I suppose it'd be almost twenty years, I actually sat on one and and got a workout in. It's a good it's a good full body workout if anybody ever wants to sort of inflict that torture on themselves. I just uh, did a rowing machine on vacation, of all things. Meredith talked me into it. And I was I did it for 30 minutes, and I thought, oh, my God, I, I can't walk. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't even done 30 minutes since I got on it. But uh, there, are, there are a few things that uh, I guess swimming is close to, but um, involves your whole body like that. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. Um, my last question is, uh, what book are you currently reading, or what have you read in the past that uh, you'd like to share? Sure. Um, well, I, uh, despite being a night owl, I have trouble staying awake if I start reading. So I've got several books on my nightstand. Um, 
but over the past year, thanks to um, AirPods and yeah. um, the library's the library has two apps. One is called Libby, and the other is called uh, Hoopla. Yeah, uh, I've listened to a lot of books, and so uh, the book I'm in the middle of right now is called um, I think it's called Into the Woods. It's by an Irish uh, author named Tana French. So hmm. it's not bad, kind of like a, a mystery deal. So it's uh, light reading. Yeah, very light. <laughs> Into the woods. Huh, cool. Sweet. Yeah, I, I picked up, uh, I did audio books on the way to a vacation, and I actually was listening to that Green Lights from uh, Matthew McConaughey, whatever. Yeah. More of a girl book, but wow, it was pretty good. I was yeah, shocked. you know, I've got that Calm app. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but uh, yeah. I just listened to an interview uh, on there with Matthew McConaughey. Uh, where he was, it must have been sort of in support of that book. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, this guy kind of seems like it's got to, he's got it figured out, you know. He kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> Living life. He's uh, L-I-V-I-N, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about a little bit on uh, the good stuff that's happening on uh, in the city. I'm sure there are some good things since we've had a heck of a year. Uh, and it's starting to come out of a the COVID, uh, thank goodness. Um, anything you can share about what's happening with the city? Well, the the, the most immediate things I'm I'm happy to share. I just announced last night at City Council. Um, you know, one of my least favorite things about last year was I felt like I was playing the Grinch all year. I, uh, yeah, we canceled the pool. We canceled canceled fireworks and that's right. Um, trick or treat. Trick or treat's kind of always a headache because it seems like it always wants to rain that night. But anyway, at council last night, I announced that um, we will be having large item pickup this year, which we didn't I have last that. year. We will be uh, opening the city pool, uh, and we will have uh, fireworks this year. So that's a trio awesome. of, of uh, positive things as we look to get into the summer. So yeah. I, I forgot you didn't do large item pickup last year. Uh, just in the middle of COVID, I just didn't think of it. Yeah, um, you know, there were so many things as I look back to last year that we probably could have pulled off, but um, with so much uncertainty, I think that was one where, um, you know, we do it in early June, trying yeah. to figure out the, the health side of it, which probably wouldn't have been a problem. But then we were just so uncertain with what would happen with income tax and revenue and that yeah. sort of thing and staffing. Right. So. Yeah, a lot of a lot of preemptive calls we made last year. We just did a uh, spring cleaning thing on Saturday, and it went well. Um, filled up a huge dumper, thirty foot, thirty yard, whatever, completely filled. I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, and that's all all from your house or what? Uh, no, no, it was for everyone <laughs> in town. It was a community event, so uh, we had shredding day, and uh, they could bring in anything from you know the garage that they can't get rid of. Awesome. That's a big help. Yeah. It was a first, first time thing and I think it's going to grow. And I've partnered with, uh, Meredith on it. So it was, uh, it was our first partnership. Uh, well, let's take that back. First business <laughs> partnership. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. Good. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for the pool. Uh, when is that, when does that start? So traditionally, it's uh, it's a Memorial Day weekend type of thing. I think we, we haven't officially announced that schedule, but I think we'll be on pace for that. Um, there's great. some work that we want to do to the bathrooms and some upgrades that, um, you know, despite despite 
being able to open will still, um, you know, have some sanitary precautions, all the, sure. all the traditional, uh, now they're traditional after a year of it, uh, measures, uh, to take into, to safety, to take safety into mind with, with the pandemic. So, um, opportunity to, to, to fix some things up the bathroom. I think a lot of stuff over there hasn't been updated probably since the pool was open. So, um, yeah. uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll probably be around, uh, um, Memorial day weekend, um, awesome. but, but we can, uh, we'll certainly update on the city website and to council and that sort of thing. And the kids are happy, I'm sure. And yeah. 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 You know, it's, um, the thing about the pool that, um, is, is just really important is that, uh, you know, people have always talked about the pool and whether or not it's, you know, does it lose money? Does it make money? Sure. Um, and it, you know, the city doesn't have a pool to be a profit center. No, uh, it's something that's that's just good for the whole community uh, to use. I'll never forget. Uh, Stacy and I got married um, in 2010. We had people come pretty much from all over the country, and several of my friends stayed at the hotel looking for something to do. And went to the city pool, and they were they were amazed by the slide and <laughs> yeah. how fun it was. And so, you know, a lot of communities have had to, had to close their city pools, and I'm glad that we've we've yeah. got to the point where. Um, it's something that the county or the community can count on every year. Right. I don't, I, I don't know any surrounding cities that have it open. So we are fortunate and yeah. they're not jumping in the lake and into the side of the river. And yeah, that's right. And the best thing is, uh, fireworks. Uh, it's my favorite holiday, July 4th. So I'm excited that you are putting the fireworks out. It's awesome. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, I think that this year in particular, um, hopefully we'll have some, some activities around it. I think we were headed in that direction in 2019. Um, you know, some groups organizing some stuff downtown. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I am really hopeful that this year, and I think it will be the case that it really feels like a celebration. Um, you know, like you said at the beginning, um, it does feel like we're, we're maybe easing out of COVID or at least, yeah. that, you know, vaccinations are becoming more prominent. So, so. I It'll be a, it'll be a big party. So that 2019, didn't we close the streets and had some maybe Jeep fest downtown? Is that going to yeah, be? Yeah, that thing? sounds right. Yep. And I think that, uh, maybe there's a band downtown in water yeah. like that. And so, you know, well, I think that you can't talk about the good stuff in Chillicothe without, um, talking about the progress downtown and the more, yeah. we, the more we incorporate, um, whatever it is, fireworks or, or city activities with, um, drawing people downtown downtown in, in a sense is like like a city pool in that it's a it's a shared space for the whole community yeah um and so i know that i know that people pay you know it seems like a lot of attention gets paid to it but and that's one of the reasons just from a from a community planning perspective it's a it's a space particularly for our community how it flows into da- into the into the park right um just a just a place we want everybody to be able to access and and enjoy well, it's like one of those things where if you have someone coming in town, you're not going to take them out to Bridge Street to show off your city. You're going to take them downtown and show off, you know, what what the good things we have. And we have quite a few. And it's grown so much in the last five years. It's kind of baffling to think that the Carlisle was, what, five years ago? Is that is that correct? Like recently? Yeah. yeah. Five, now, uh, five, probably five, six years yeah. ago, it was the, um, was the grand reopening. Right. Um, it started a lot. It spurred a lot of uh, businesses and different things to, to happen downtown. And I'm thankful that uh, the people that, you know, kept it kept it alive <laughs> uh, and not torn down um, 
had the vision to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, something I, I think about sometimes um, that uh, is, I think, helpful not only for our community, but and, and for, um, you know, small business owners as they think about going out on a limb is that um, the Carlisle, I think, certainly, if nothing else, the, the level of investment uh, was incredible yeah. uh, and really, yeah. really showed people that this downtown was something that, you know, other significant investment could follow. But um, there were some places that that started or, or opened before the Carlisle maybe was even committed to. I think that um, oh, yeah. both both Totem and um, Steiners, I think, were were in business prior to the Carlisle. So it's yeah. interesting. We kind of put a lot of emphasis on on um, Carlisle, but even, you know, your business uh, being sort of an anchor of downtown for years, I think, uh, uh, is sometimes goes um, unmentioned, and, and that that commitment to community is really important. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to diminish Adina and the Carlisle's commitment, but sure, uh, the, the small the small business owner um, is really uh, an important part of the fabric of the community. Absolutely, yeah. Our office has been downtown since inception, which is crazy to think. Uh, uh, the only ones I know of is Folk Block, uh, another place on Main Street that I'm not currently in, and on Second, and then my current one. So the four ones I know of, and that was going back to 1904. <laughs> I don't know the other ones, so it's it that history is kind of gone. I wish I I knew them, but we've all been downtown. It's kind of crazy. Amazing. Yeah, um, but. We, I love downtown. I live downtown just like you, and it's so easy to walk uh, to all the restaurants and everything that's happening. It's awesome. It's really come alive. I I always remember when I came to town 20 years ago. Oh, it wasn't that way. At 5 o'clock, it was like, holy cow, it's a ghost town. But now it's completely changed, which is great. Yeah, I think that there's been a real commitment. Um, I remember the same thing. I moved here in 2006. and. Okay. Uh, work downtown and uh i remember being christmas time and getting off work at five o'clock and hoping to pop into a shop downtown to um to, to pick up a uh you know christmas gift and yeah uh, a lot of places would just close around five um yeah. and i think that there's the ones that were open at the time and i think that there's been a uh collective mindset to uh, you know cater to the consumer a little bit more make it like you said downtown's easier and easier yeah um, you know talk about good stuff there's been despite the pandemic um seeming seemingly grinding things to a halt there's been a lot of progress um in city government and planning over the past year a lot of progress with downtown um you know th- it's interesting you see things like parking meters going in which is happening right now which which many people might not associate with the good stuff right um, but uh <laughs> the reality is uh you know, much like, uh, I guess, real estate, um, you know, the, the closer you are, uh, to where you want to shop and dine, uh, really we need to turn people over in those spots and, and yeah. make sure that, uh, for the business owners, people are able to get in and out and spend money and enjoy their time and move on. And so we've, we've made a concerted effort to, um, make that a reality downtown, a little bit of a walk for free parking and then turn over, um, turnover parking downtown, which is, which is what happens when you have a busy downtown. And so, right. um, I think when people stop to, to think about the reason behind things like that, um, you know, the, there's, there's not, there's not a bustling city in America that has free all day parking downtown. No. Um, and so, 
and, uh, th those are things we've been able to accomplish in the last year, which are sort of, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really call it exciting, but because of the business I'm in, I do. <laughs> sure. Well, it's, it's kind of like, it's the history of our town, you know, they, it comes and it goes. So we, you know, we had those up uh, at a time when it was booming downtown and we took them down <laughs> and now it's booming again. So we're, we're bringing them back. I think it's great. I mean, not, not great that we have to pay for parking, but it's, it's great that we're, we have the need. Um, and it's definitely a need. Uh, I mean, parking, we all hate it, you know, but it's, Hey, it's necessary. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, we, we found ourselves over the past several years, um, in the city building here, talking about things like this and saying, you know, that's, that's a good problem to have, it um, is. you know, more and more people requesting to block off a downtown street for something. Uh, we don't have, we haven't, we haven't over, you know, the history of the city had pretty, you know, super strong regulations on that, but more and more people requesting to close them off, um, and the expense to the city in doing that. And, you know, you know how it restricts, it might restrict parking or restrict access to, to businesses. And so now we're having to, to think more critically about about closing off a of city street and again it's a it's a good problem to have it's an indication of things actually downtown and right. spending money and enjoying right. themselves right yeah and if i correct me if i'm wrong the the parking meters are old ones that you've repurposed am i correct on that yep that's correct so we um we've tried to modernize some we've got the old heads on them yeah um we've put sort of like a a decorative sleeve over the um, the steel yeah. post, and then there's also an app now that you can use. So you can use coins, um, or you can use uh, an app that's uh, used, you know, in lots of cities across Ohio. So um, it's not just unique to Chillicothe, but you can get hop on your credit card, and um, it's it's makes it. We're just trying to make things a little bit easier, um, and I think we're having some success there. Uh, how is that process too, by the way? Cause I, I look at that and I'm like, how does that work? Does it, are you going to have it numbered? I'm guessing. Yeah. The so the way it works is actually a zone. So, um, the signs will tell you what zone you're in each individual spot. I don't think has its own, um, its own number, but you pay, you say you're in the zone and then the parking enforcer will just check to see that your particular license plate is paid. Uh, um, gotcha. and then if you haven't, if you haven't paid via the app, then they'll just check the meter like they always would have. Um, so pretty slick setup really. Yeah. Um, there are some features that over time we may be able to sort of, uh, open up in the app. Um, we are working towards having the app to be available in, in the parking lots too. Uh, and so I think over time, you know, the, the city historically, I would say has been behind the curve a little bit in, in using technology like this, uh, being able to pay for things online through the city website and that sort of thing. Right. So. Uh, happy to be able to roll out something like this. And the, you know, the real, the real upside for me anyway, is that, uh, you know, you and I walk around downtown every day. Uh, we, we become familiar with things. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we tend to see things through, through a lens of a local person. And I think the trick sometimes to really, um, making a community that's welcoming, uh, to outsiders and easy to, to navigate is seeing things through the lens of, of somebody who's coming from out of town. And so having yeah. an app like this, um, you know, not only makes it easy to pay, but it makes it easy, the parking easier to find. Um, and, you know, we just need to continually think about not just what's convenient for us as, as people who live or work downtown, but 
how do we make it more convenient for people to come here and have dinner and spend the night and do some shopping? Makes sense. Cause when I go to Columbus, I got to do the same and I'm fine with it. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, well, do you have any other good stuff that you want to talk about or, uh, you, you probably have a full day. Well, I do have a full day. I, I'll, I'll tell you the thing, the thing that I'm probably, um, you know, most excited about right now, which it will be a long process. That's something that community the city in particularly really needs is that city council is committed funding to, um, an extensive master plan for the community, um, wow. which will really guide um, guide us in our future development, and you know how we want to live and work and play. Sure. Um, give future city councils and f- future mayors and the planning commission and the board of zoning appeals and you know everybody a, a single document to work from. Community will be involved in the process, um, and I think wow. it really um, during a pandemic it would have been easy to sort of draw back and, and, you know, sort of get nervous about the future. And, um, instead city council, uh, really showed some initiative and forethought, um, and took this time to invest in the future. And I think that that's, that's what a progressive community should do. And this really is the time for that. So, uh, I think, I think the community will be he- hearing more about that. Um, we haven't put out the, the request for proposals yet, but, um, I think that we'll get a lot of interest because people are frankly interested in, in downtown right now. And, and Absolutely. And, and we all need a plan and we all do it, you know, even on schools and in our own business and our own lives. So I think Absolutely. it makes complete sense. Yep. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I know you have a huge, huge day. I appreciate your time. Um, and on the, being on the good stuff podcast for the first time, I'm hopefully you'll be on it many more times cause there's going to be always good stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> But uh, I really do appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. Well, have a great day. It's, uh, let's see, April 27th, and it's a beautiful sunny day. We don't get much, many of them, so I'm going to go enjoy it. Do it. You too, bud. Take care. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.